Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom life balance beyond the guilt. I'm excited to have you guys with us today because we're going to be talking about a safe space, which is all in the guise to say that we're going to create a space to talk about the things that we fear while parenting, while thinking about becoming a parent. So here we go. Being exposed. So when we were deciding all of our topics, we definitely had the ones that like came to mind right away. And we definitely hope that you're, you know, you're looking forward to future episodes and thinking, you know, they're always mentioning these things. I hope they hit on these topics, but we also wanted to be really real, um, no filter and um, pull a little on the heartstrings, but also just admit those really kind of hidden guilts that as much as we have our topics of our episode and we say people look at us like we're crazy when we admit it's like don't you feel like you were tricked don't you feel like there's a conspiracy Mm -hmm. um we also the things that because you you make the choice you're living it every day you feel um different emotions and at the root of it lots of mine felt very similar to like my independent single non-parent self um was I enough had I done enough was I equipped was I prepared um to provide the life I because I held parenting on this to this high expectation there was this bar and had I met the bar would a situation arise that would test me and kind of question like what I really valued and you know how I showed up and probably some of the day-to-day habits definitely test those things so it's like and I've mentioned this a lot because it does weigh on me that my kid is up before me that if my partner is up and I know she's safe I will turn over in my bed as if no one else exists in my home and keep sleeping um But the other important things also uh, about the time it takes to teach things, to take risks, to be kind and um, see things in each other and not judge and not hold on to those things. So for me, um, my biggest kind of cross, my my most guilty feeling was that, you know, I, I live in the moment. It was very hard for me to delay gratification. So that connected to finances, that connected to like living situation. Um, And then really admitting that at the hardest, it was all the decisions like where can we afford for this to happen in many ways, like vacationing, where are we going to school? What are we committing to? And I kind of underestimated how I would show up because the thing I do know about myself is that I'm an obliger. I will commit to other people probably more than to myself. Like I'll push a deadline for myself. If it's my own goal, good luck with that page in the planner or the agenda. But if I have a date with someone else and it's like a trainer, you'll get my money and you'll get me to show up and I'll be at the gym. I'll be complaining the entire time, but I'm going to be there with you. If the friend needs it, if my family member needs it, my sister, my brother, my mom, my dad, my nephews, anyone, 
extend close family, nuclear family, extended family, and then making my own family. Those are the the kind of commitments that I knew um, I would show up my best. So while it was a worry because I couldn't control what the circumstances were going to be, I definitely should have expected that because it was for the kids, it was for my partner um, that I would come through. But definitely deep down, it was what did you do to prepare for this moment? Because I wasn't a person saying like, I can't wait to get married and I'm saving away for this and I want it this way. No, I'm definitely the like, what are we doing tomorrow? Thank God for Amazon, ship it, send it, get it there, right? My sister's always saying like, you're so thoughtful. And I'm like, I wish when I thought of the creative idea, I also like put it in a in a shopping cart somewhere and like, but you know, or like got to the post office and mailed things on time. Um, but those things that maybe I would like put off for myself, I definitely won't put off for yeah. my children. And yeah, I think you bring up a good point where, you know, a lot of people don't realize that parenting until you have a child becomes this mirror. And so everything that you tend to pick on yourself about you're like oh my gosh am I gonna pass this on like I have one son that I secretly apologize to because I feel like he got all the flaws of both parents I'm like there's always one child that I feel really we make it okay because I say I'm the one who got all our parents flaws I'm like this yeah amalgamation of all their flaws thanks guys the dental the height <laughs> it's like oh gosh oh gosh but um parenting is that huge mirror and it's hard sometimes to look at the mirror and really deal with yourself because you know if we're honest we make a lot of justification for our flaws when we don't have it in us to grow and change but when you see it in your child and you know it won't serve them later on you're like man I gotta change myself to show some light to this child <laughs> Lord Jesus help us um but I would say the resounding um, feeling of parenting that I have, and I only share it in a safe place, but I think many people feel it, is regret. There are days where I'm like, what did I sign up for? How did I end up here? I'm a planner. So how did these four people show up? <laughs> unexpectedly <laughs> this is crazy did someone knock me out and like how did this happen you serve and, your life they're like no let's put these little people in your life car <laughs> i know i'm like dude i'm all about like skip marriage skip the kids and like let's go make some money <laughs> you know so becoming a parent I remember the nights before, like, as we were filling out the home study for adoption and like asking myself that question, are you going to be okay with you not being the only one you're driving for? You know, because my husband's type A as well and very driven. So I never felt like my goals were ever held back by him because he had his own goals and we just tend to like get to the same place at the same time in our own way and never held each other back or never really had to depend on each other to get there. Like we had our own careers and our own thing going on. And then we brought a little person home and I'm like, wait a minute. I actually like, and it's crazy because I was an athlete growing up and basketball was like my thing. And that's one of five players. 
But honestly, when you're a shooting guard, you just expect the point guard to pass you the ball and let you do your thing. You know, you don't have to run through the entire play if you can hit the shot. So it's like you're semi-dependent, but not really. And you can still be the star, right? There's always a star. But when you have a family, there's no more stardom and you are 100% dependent on someone else and someone's 100% dependent on you. And that was, and still is a huge wake up call sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, why? Why are you people so needy? Like, why can't you get it together? Like, if I hear someone call me one more time to wipe their butt, I'm done. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for the update. Like, how did that become a thing? (laughs) Like, screaming for help on the potty like how did that become a thing you're four you should be able to wipe your own rear <laughs> you know <laughs> don't be scared of number two it's all you <laughs> you know except so, yourself with all your flaws <laughs> yeah so early on in parenting like some people used to just come out and tell me like Athena do you regret becoming a mom and I used to get so offended and feel like I had to justify my hate on my motherhood for a second and like cover up the fact, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I love my kids. I don't regret ever doing this and bringing them home. And, but in a safe space, like the honest truth is, yeah, at times I do regret it. That does not mean I don't love my kids and it doesn't mean that I don't show up for them. But there are times where I'm like, man, I wish this wasn't a delay. Like that's what it feels like sometimes a delay. But to get beyond that guilt of feeling that, I realized that that regret feeling, because it was the first time in my life that I ever felt like that. Because with my choice of like college career, never regretted being an international business major. I'm like, dude, I looked at other people. I'm like, how did you not become a business major? Are you setting yourself up to never pay your debt? Like, I don't get that. <laughs> like. And I never regretted like moving from the North to the South. Like that didn't bother me. Like, so children was the first time that I was like, wait a minute. Now I'm on the other side looking at myself. Like, what were you thinking? (laughs) So how did I get beyond that feeling? Was realizing that I can feel like that about anything in my life. If being a go-getter, I had really nothing to do with my children. I had to do with the fact that I was looking at things as roadblocks rather than as platforms to show up and be the best me, right? So instead of looking at my four sons as four roadblock, stonewall, walls, dead ends, I'm like, man, this is how I can impact generations to come. If I couldn't be that star athlete that I desired to be, but that is one of the passions of one of my kids, then I can totally share with him all this knowledge and all this experience when he's ready for it, right? Or that child that loved writing and theater, and I never thought that I could be passionate about it, but then I realized, oh man, this is why I love Shakespeare. It's to share it with this individual. So no longer seeing them as roadblocks, but like opportunities to open a whole different part of me that made me feel like I was growing at the same time and not being held back. And I like your your point of being mirrors is that 
that relationship, that's the intention, right? We ask ourselves so many questions about how will I be able to let go? Because as much as we complain, we have these attachments. How do I miss the thing? What if it didn't meet the expectation? I will never get over the hungry caterpillar pictures that she cried through. Like I tell the story to this day and it wasn't even like the best event we went to that year. But so you you're and that's like the human contradiction. You're complaining about it and you're just like, oh, I have to get up again. I have to think again. And then I, I've been battling with this thought of like, what's fun? And I'm like, is it really fun to plan these pictures? And is it fun to like they were all gonna dress the same and do this? And I'm driving myself crazy trying to find the store that has this and that's I'm like, does that add to my fun? Or do I think it's supposed to? And at the end, I'm just frazzled and tired and sick and getting up to go to work again on Monday, <laughs> right? Because that's part of the contradiction. It's like I put it on this pedestal, um, admiring my parents and admiring our traditions and admiring the safety I feel in my family and the pride I take in, yeah. in our closeness and seeing through different phases and especially as the oldest, it's like, I remember the them, just me and them with me and Athena and them with me, Athena and David. And now it's like, we're all out. And then who they are now, who they are for their grandchildren, the absurdity of grandparents. Right. So then I even think about that for myself, you know, Soph plays with her dolls and does these silly scenarios. And I'm just like, what grandparent will I be? And if I put that burden and that's the other thing. I put the burden of like what it would be to be mom and make the right trip. And oh, we go to dance. And these are the things we do together. And we do the Christmas tree every year. And 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 I don't get better at it any year. Every year, everything pops up on me and everything surprises me. And I'm like, I ask myself the questions. You love doing this and you know it's coming. But it, because it also feels like four months of madness. School starts, everything that I love to celebrate, it's like just happens. And then I asked myself, and then you're going to want to be an amazing, fun grandma. I've given up on it's that. Just, it's just going to get crazy there, too. Like, you take one thing to one level, and then, you know, the next phase is just going to be more absurd. And it's just like, are you going to be able to have them for the weeks you want them in the summer? And then I'm like, am I sending my kid for a couple of weeks in the summer? Right? Like, you're, we're just a walking contradiction. But I think for me, it helps me be braver. It helps me step into the arena and be the person that, you know, like, I don't want to take judgments from anyone who's not in the arena. And I want to teach my children. And I want to be an example for my partner that what matters is that we're in there. We have the sweat, we have the stains. Uh, we're doing it together. That makes us closer. And then I feel really, really grateful, no matter how it turned out, no matter that I took 700 pictures and I have a book of 20. Um, we're all healthy. We're bonded. We love each other. We have so many laughs. The simplest things at the end of the day are the ones that really matter. Um, and that's what makes me feel like I can say those things in the safe space and I can admit like that was annoying and I'm fine when you spend the night somewhere else because I actually get to sleep through my morning and no one shares my bed unexpectedly and all those things. And I love you and I wouldn't change it. And I want things just the way they are. Yeah. And I think there's uh getting beyond the guilt is finding unity. Like I think of me and Steve, like my husband, we've, we've bonded so much 
through the parenting journey and like teaming up against those little minions like <laughs> it's like wait a minute let's regroup because we're not going to get trapped again lesson learned but it's been an exciting journey to see the people that we've become because we have these four people so heavily dependent upon us and that you'll still have your own partnership and identity on the other end of it right when you're empty nesters correct willing let's put that in the universe i know i got four sons the chances against that are so slim i don't even think about it anymore but when you're empty nesters you can still feel that they're right because I think that's the other part now even in my independent endeavors I feel enough and I remind myself that this relationship helped me know like you do show up for yourself these are the things that you are the silly the together the not together the traditionalist the you know all the mix is who you are and I'll have that at the end yeah and the other thing that I have noticed called getting beyond the guilt is time hops. Go Google with the time hops, man. Every morning I wake up and they're like, oh, this was happening two years ago or four years ago. And so I'm like, man. And so this morning, ironically, I got a time hop of Sam back in first grade doing his island project while we just experienced Zeke doing his island project. I'm like, man, we got better. We got better because it actually looked like a first grader did it this time. <laughs> so that pressure and you just see yourself grow. And so I actually am grateful for four sons. So I get to do it four times. I get better each time. Philip is very lucky. He doesn't realize how good he has it being the fourth son i'm like man we've mastered it by here and we won't get on your nerves anymore about it because we just know it's a hopeless battle so if you feel like taking a bath go take a bath and if you don't then don't sit on my couch and go scratch yourself somewhere else you know you're supposed to be blonde but you're looking like a brunette it's okay. And you start letting things go. Because a lot of the things that you feel when you're um, trying to hide what you would say in a safe place, like in a safe space, is just the guilt of the things that you're like putting pressure on yourself. So. Yeah, you work them out for yourself and you get to different levels with yourself. Um, yeah. And and then it no longer is this battle with whatever it, like initiated it right like we react mm -hmm. but it's mostly that that thing triggered or surfaced or activated us only because there was something there we had to like revisit i know so torn tribe just realized apparently memes only needed one child to do that to her and i needed four <laughs> <laughs> don't be type a you might get slammed in four kids to break but the other part is I, as we were planning this, I was mentioning just being an educator, it's all the kids. Every year I felt like it was a different mirror. And yet I needed the, I need this do over every year to give me feedback. So yeah. it, it won't end with my empty nest. <laughs> yeah. You're one of those majors I looked at and said, what? Why? <laughs> does that? Yeah. Why? Crazy. But I would love to hear about your safe space topics and hopefully this helped mended you.
So to go on to our men's portion of our show where we share one thing or two things or however many things that you needed (laughs) to get you through the week. Memes, what's mending you these days? So my lovies have not been feeling so good and it's in these rare moments, again, the ones that you're you're obliged to do, right? It's like, oh, you're so good when I'm not sick. I have such a high bar to meet when you're sick or both of you are sick and out of commission. And so I've been little um, nurse and like, you know, definitely like steeped in tissues and boogies and saline and all that fun stuff. But um, just the time together that we've just like paused all the outside stuff again, reevaluated the weekend doesn't have to be full of things. Um, but the time together to heal and take care of each other and lots of reading and tuck-ins and different things to make them feel better, um, has made me, me feel like useful and, and better and, and not feeling, um, cabin fever when we've had like day after day after day of like being in together. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So around the same lines, I would say what's mending me is baseball playoff season (laughs) because we get to sit and watch games and cheer for a team. But also like, it's interesting because it's just taking me back to being a child and watching my kids watch the game. And then now baseball makes me nervous because, man, I never realized as a child how many ticks these baseball players have. The pitchers and their weird, like, eyes and ways that they prepare to pitch them. I'm like, Sam, are you catching, like, these weird, like, and rock the baby and then I'm gonna throw it or from the side but even like the batters their weird ticks of like fixing I'm like dude you didn't even swing the bat what are you yeah. like fixing yeah, your you to, there's a whole process yeah but also the injuries like it's just oh, yeah. to me how like with hardball they can just have crazy yeah so just watching the boys like watch the game and realize that they're also missing it the way I did, like not picking up on any of the weird OCD ticks that these players have developed and they're just enthralled in like the play and caring about the color of the jersey or the mascot or the home run, you know, looking for the fireworks, like all the things that as a kid you just gravity to yeah and mm-hmm. learning something new right like you get caught up in a different way when it's just like did that happen the last time I was out here in outfield yeah. is that what they're supposed to did he do the right thing did I do the right thing yeah and then just and because Poppy was in town getting to watch it with my dad and hearing some of them repeat <laughs> so every time a major play happens you know, I have a son that's like, oh, they got to call New York. And I'm like, call New York? What are you talking about? And then sure enough, my dad sitting on the couch is like, see, they're making the call to New York to look at the cameras. And, and so I hear my kids, see, I told you so. And I'm like, why didn't I ever know that they called New York? The all being power of baseball, you know? So it's just funny to hear the things that they learn and gravitate to. And then as an adult watching baseball, feeling sad and kind of concerned that 
<laughs> one of my kids wants to be a major league baseball player. I'm like, but do you want all those OCD ticks and <laughs> all that pressure? And you look like they're so young, but they look so old. <laughs> so as an adult, just processing that has been mending to see the transition between childlike way of looking at things and adult view. So Torn Tribe, we would love for you to stay connected and not miss a beat. So me and share other folks how they can be in contact with us. We would love to get an email from you at tornmlb at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at tornmlb. Thanks for joining. Choose Grace.